1: The natural expression of our seeds of creation and is always there. The mysterious energy called the life force is the secret ingredient that transforms the apple seed into a flower and the flower into a fruit, or in Donna's case, an entire apple orchard. Growing requires not only sun, water, soil, and the ever-present life force, but it also requires, and this is most important, our patience, attention, and cultivation. It requires our nurturing and our love. You are a divine, spiritual being on a human adventure. The divine part of you is made of the energy of love. The purpose of your life is the expression of that energy of love and all that is encoded within. Your life's experiences are seeded through your thoughts and beliefs. Your intuition is the lifeline between your higher self and your human self. Harnessing your power of creation occurs by taking responsibility for your I Am Presence. The key to loving your sweet self is the radical acceptance of your wholeness. Valeria Telles Interviews Donna Bond, the author of Original Wisdom, Harness the Power of the Authentic You. At the age of 45, Donna Bond woke up at the top of her game. On the outside, it all looked perfect. She was working as a marketing executive, making great money, living in a beautiful home, and was married to an incredible guy. On the inside, she was exhausted, depressed, unhappy, and unfulfilled. All leading to a decision which she now understands as divine intervention, enrolling in the University of Santa Monica and simultaneously beginning her journey of personal transformation. Everything changed from the inside out. Today, she's a soul-centered catalyst for personal transformation. She believes when we do the work individually to trust our higher self and love our human self, the ripple effect changes the world. Donna holds a master's degree in spiritual psychology with an emphasis on consciousness, health, and healing. She invites everyone to reclaim their authentic power with her illuminating memoir of personal transformation through the lens of spiritual psychology. Meet Donna at DonnaBond.com. Here is the interview with Donna Bond.
0: In your own, own words. Who is Donna Bond?
2: Oh my gosh, what a loaded <laughs> question right out <laughs> of the gate. Who is Donna Bond? <laughs> well, you know, I think uh, like so many of us, like all of us, I am a spiritual being having a human experience, you know, doing my best to move through this life and serve from a place of loving leadership You know, I step into my mission of assisting the transformation of consciousness that's taking place on the planet at this time.
0: Yes, it feels like very much. Do you connect the events in 2020 to this spiritual expansion, evolution? Yeah,
2: I I mean, I don't know how we don't, you know, I think... Um the the coronavirus is teaching us so much about um, our own sovereignty, right? as sovereign beings and the opportunity to quit looking outside of ourselves for answers and, you know, stop relying on the media and the government and, Uh, Anything and anyone outside of us and really return to a place inwardly to rely on our own inner knowing and our own inner guidance to guide the choices that we're making for our own life. The topic of choices came up. <laughs> <laughs> I know. As soon as it was coming out of my mouth, Valerie, I knew I was walking right into it.
0: <laughs> right. Ah, oh, you did. <laughs> but before that, talk to me for a moment about intuition, this idea that there's something guiding us to make choices. It's very interesting to me. It has been for many years, but for some reason, it's not anymore. From your perspective, how do we know when we are listening to that voice and this is what we're supposed to be doing in life? Yeah.
2: What a beautiful question. You know, I think that the sound of that voice is perhaps a little bit different for everyone. And, you know, because we are part of life itself and expressing as life itself, our intuition is communicating to us in a lot of different ways. Um, I know for me, I am, I have a really great time with synchronicity and serendipity. And, you know, I am in I feel like I'm in a conversation with the universe, you know, where I'll be thinking something in my mind and I literally get an answer from the universe. And I like to stay open to that conversation because I feel like, Um, if I'll take my hands off the wheel, that I will be shown, you know, I'll be guided, I'll be directed, I will be uh, walked into wherever it is I'm supposed to be. So I think the voice, you know, it comes through in a lot of different ways. and, And many people are blessed with, you know, gifts of clairvoyance and clairaudience. And I myself am, sentient. I uh, experience a lot of information that comes through my physical body. And so I sense into things, I sense resistance, or I sense an opening. So I think, you know, there's so many different ways that we get, we hear from our intuition. And, and I think our intuition is really just the name of the communication device that is transporting information between our conscious waking mind and our higher authentic self. What does it feel like? How would you describe the feeling
0: of listening to that voice, Donna?
2: You know, there's a vastness to it. There's a spaciousness to it. There's a, a freedom, a calming, a, you know, ease and grace come to mind. There's a fluidity to it. There's a flow to it. Whereas I think when we're listening to the other voice, the voice of our ego, the voice of our learned self, that voice can be very demanding and insistent. It can be relentless. It can be anything but loving. You know, I think the voice of our intuition is a a loving voice. It's a voice of compassion. It's a voice of neutrality. It's a patient voice. You know, it's a voice that can wait. It will wait for us to get on board (laughs) for for as long as that's going to take. You know? That sounds beautiful to me. Yeah, it
0: resonates though.
2: Do you experience the same? Mm,
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That's the feeling, expansiveness, being open, not grasping. There's no grasp really. So yeah, there is a sense of freedom, of peace, maybe not inner peace, peace. And then I wonder, because I do now these days more than ever, kind of have realized that I'm life itself. I don't have a life. I am life. So when you speak of this something that is uh, holding on to trying to guide, trying to drive the car, I'm wondering what that is. Because it doesn't resonate anymore that there's anyone here. So there's just life doing what it does. I can't find the I anymore, the sense of me. Like, I know a lot of people want to find out who they are, who am I? Let me answer that question. That's something that has completely dropped I don't need to find out who am I anymore because there's no
2: I here anymore. Well, you know, I think that I I totally hear what you're saying. Um, and I've experienced, you know, moments of that. I've experienced the transcendence of that, the vastness of that, the expansion of that. And... I have to remind myself that I took embodiment for a reason. I took embodiment for a reason. I became, you know, individualized consciousness for a reason. And so in that, I love remembering that while we are fully divine, we are also fully human and part of the experience that we're having here is that humanness and you know i spent a lot of time on the spiritual path trying to get out of my body trying to get out of get off of earth to go up go higher right be be in this undifferentiated space of consciousness and while that's a great place to be My sense is that for me personally, to do the work that I came here to do, it's going to require me to be on the ground. It's going to require me to remain conscious and be in my body at the same time. So that's just my experience, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely does. And I have been there too Or this here. The body and mind had been conditioned to look for that. Space of expansiveness that's very unique and and stay there as a destination. But it's not really... That doesn't resonate anymore. It doesn't make sense either. Because, yeah, we are everything. We are the body, the mind, everything that's happening. That's what... It it keeps coming to me. I call it separated wholeness. It's separated, but it is wholeness at the same time. So it's both happening at the same time. The what you call divine, and then this very unique and imperfect and <laughs> inhuman thing. You mentioned, for a reason, being here in the human body and then this separated expression of the divine. It is, in a way, it seems like you imply that that's a choice too. How do you see that, Donna, in the bigger
2: picture? How does it work? You know, I do see it as a choice you know, I love this, the idea of the oneness though, right? Like I I like to think that all of it, all of humanity, all of Gaia, all of mother earth, all of everyone's expression is like this one, like the whole universe is this one giant organism that is constantly expanding and constantly learning from itself. And and we are all of the parts of all of it. I am you and you are me. And I am the tree and I am the car. I am the grass and I am the carpet. You know, I I am all of it. And, you know, I think it's beyond our human comprehension, right, to really, as we go into this idea of choice, perhaps It's beyond the mind that it's a choice or it's not a choice. But as I sit here, you know, as, as who is Donna Bond as the personality of Donna Bond, the ego mind of Donna Bond, you know, that personality is here in service to the awakening of our consciousness. And So it's that part of me that makes choice for my life to stay in alignment with what I believe or perceive my, you know, mission to be here.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's the personality, right? The contracted energy of the separated wholeness that believes that there is a something to do or something to become. And you're right, it is beyond the logical mind to even tap into this realm of the unknown, that this is a fulfillment already, to be here in a human body is fulfillment. This is amazing to be here now talking to you. It's, this is beyond understanding to me. Like how is it possible? Is the impossible <laughs> happening right now? How could this be? Wow, how can we even talk about these things? How can we find language to communicate this? But to live it, it's even more challenging. We can some of us have found language to communicate the message, but it's still a challenge to or might might not be a challenge for some of us to just live in the unknown.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we all have our ebb and flow, you know, and I on my on my path, uh, on the path of my spiritual awakening, the deeper I go into my spirituality, the more I am aware it is about loving my humanness, about deep, radical acceptance of the human condition, radical acceptance of human suffering and, you know, the acceptance and the return to being that loving presence and bringing that loving presence into the space, you know, the mired judgment that comes with being human it seems
0: like to come automatically. It's the conditioned mind, right, Donna? That's something that is encrypted,
2: that's already embedded in us. You know, I, I recently was thinking, Valeria, that it's also embedded in our DNA. What do you think of that?
0: Yeah, because that makes sense. It's biology, that's separation. And yes. that's the core, that, that's the anchor of separation, the body mm. itself, the mm. DNA. Yeah, the cells, it's, they very much, if you Interviewer say, I would say yes, of course. I'm separated. <laughs> I'm, I'm this here. That's um, and I don't. I don't like the idea of calling it challenge. Sometimes what surprised me is that some of us are able to realize this that nothing is separated. Oh, it is, and it is not at the same time. So it's separated wholeness happening right now, and that brings the body and the conditioned mind and conditioned body to that space of openness where. This here is able to embrace everything that comes, the way it comes, without judgment. Still discerning, but without the heavy, maybe we can use words like that, without clinging to judgment, because there's a lot of clinging to that, belief systems. Yeah, how do you define freedom these days, Donna?
2: What is to be liberated? Wow, I don't, I don't know That's, you know, it's so interesting. It's such an interesting question, given the state of the world, given the polarity of so much polarization just amongst humanity, right? With everything, everywhere, and freedom is, I don't know, I want to like, I want to put the word sovereignty in there, and Freedom is remembering I am a sovereign being, right? That I, and, and this is going to bring me back to choice because I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how else to say it, right? Because this is the language. It's like, I get to choose. That's freedom. I get to choose my response. I get to choose how I react to something, how I perceive something. You know, we can perceive the same thing a hundred different ways. And and in that, there is a choice. You know, perhaps as we look at this idea of choice, maybe it's only something that applies to the ego mind.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Something
0: in me doesn't hesitate to say that. That's the personality, the attachment to Conditions, yeah, belief systems.
2: But freedom is just, you know, the ever-expanding expression of life itself is doing whatever it does. Mm. Oh, I love that. (laughs) It seems like I'm making a choice, right? Like, love
0: this, that resonates, that doesn't. But it's not really, it doesn't feel like I'm choosing anymore. It's just, um, it feels like now, at last, this here is having the courage to just say, what it it wants to say, to be natural. To me, that's what freedom seems to be what it is. It's having that courage to whatever comes to you, even if it goes against everything that you have believed, I have believed on my life and people around me and society and the whole world, having the courage to stand and say, no, that doesn't resonate and this does. For me, it's been a challenge to just uh, say what I really want to say, because I, I've always wanted to please others in the sense of to belong and to be liked and loved. That was um, big. And that is interesting. The more we find that authentic voice, the more love seemed to come our way. It's quite the opposite.
2: Well, you know, I love what you're sharing and I think that that is just in alignment with universal law because our true nature really vibrates or resonates, you know, at the level of what we understand as loving you know, here in our human condition. And so if that's our true nature and the more we are true, right, true in our expression, true in our choice, true (laughs) in who we are and what we're about, the more we are essentially aligning with the love that we are.
0: I love how, how open you are. That's beautiful. That's life being life.
2: Well, thank you for saying that. And I, you know, I was going to just add this one other comment. And I think um, to what you were saying about you know being courageous and being able to to be courageous in whatever whatever stance you know you want to take or whatever expression you want to be. I, I think where we need to go for evolution is for for us to say to one another, that's okay. Like whatever, whatever you want to express, however you want to express, wherever you want to express, whatever you want to express, it's all okay. And I can express differently and that's okay too. And we can both be in the same room. We can both be on the same planet. Right, right. Oh. I love that
0: idea as a concept. As we know, we have um, some people who, let me use the word choose, I don't believe they're choosing, but I have to use the word. It seems like they're choosing to be, let's say, disrespectful and violent and do horrible things. How can we say what you just said, say okay to that, even if they choose, per se, to destroy the planet? And we will go with it, obviously, we'll be destroyed too. So would that be okay, too, Donna?
2: Well, certainly it's not okay to condone those types of actions, right? However, you know, I think that there is a place here for compassion and for a greater level of understanding. And, you know, we had a a very difficult thing happen in our family over the last several years where a family member really committed a, really a heinous and horrible crime. And I sat with it and I, it was so disbelief. It was just so unbelievable, right? Like the the character, the circumstance, the situation, like all of it was just, it was shocking and it was painful, but I, I sat with it. And you know, what I said, Valeria was what happened to him Like what happened to him that he then made that choice, right? And I think we come back again to choice. I think choice is one of our superpowers. And it is one of the superpowers that we possess as a creator is that we have the power of choice. We have the power to hate or we have the power to love. And each one of us individually is directing that power, essentially. So I think you know, with a lot of these these heinous things that are taking place on our planet, and how you know, yeah, are, are we going to extinct the whole everything? Uh, yeah, it's very possible that we do that we do, because. People have to take responsibility for their own choice, for their own actions. But I think for hundreds of years, we have not seen change and progress through againstness, through force, through violence, right? Like, because then we just perpetuate the problem. So what if we started dealing with these types of predators, let's call them, or victimizers, let's call them, or whatever title, whatever judgment we want to put on it, what if we bring more compassion to it? What if we bring more compassion to those individuals? Because, you know, for I haven't been doing this work very long. I'm I'm pretty much a novice. All things being equal, I'm in year seven of my coaching practice. You know, I've been a spiritual seeker and, and on a spiritual path for a long, long time. But um, as a facilitator and a teacher of this work, I'm you know I'm pretty pretty green behind the ears, you know, compared to some of the great sages and and masters. But I've completely lost my train of thought. What was I just going to (laughs) say?
0: Life being life.
2: (laughs) I love that too. Just bringing more compassion. You know, how how do we, how can we relate differently to the problems that we have? And if we can relate with more love and compassion with more, oh, I know what I was going to say. For as long as I've been doing this, what, what I truly know is that People just want to be seen and heard, you know, deep, deep down. That's what everybody wants. What comes to me when you talk about choice the way you do
0: is um, perhaps the idea of courage that I mentioned earlier. It's a challenge within. It's not really something that's happening externally anyway. So it's really an interesting dance, this idea of trying to listen to the voice of our intuition, that the authentic self that you speak of, that natural, organic wisdom, or you call it original wisdom, and not listen to the ego mind that's connected to identity and very much based in fear or based on fear. So I think that's the main challenge. And I wonder why some of us do that. Like, How can this happen? Because most of us, can never do that, can never consciously try to be free from our identity. That's like a groundless place to operate from. So who would ever want that in the first place? Because we're so attached to the body and the conditions that come with it. So it's really understandable in a way why so many of us don't do that. Don't They will never entertain even the idea, the thought of it. Of challenging that that ground of who we are, or living from that place of the unknown, which has to do with intuition, with divine force, with life itself, just dancing this beautiful dance of freedom, of being what it is.
2: Yeah, you know, I want to I want to clarify something. Um, original wisdom is not a fancy name for intuition. Original wisdom is the inherent intelligence in all beings that is rooted in unconditional loving. You know, this is like our original nature, our original goodness, you know, that life itself is inherently, I want to say good. And I don't want to say it because I, because, right. Because then it turns into a polarity, but this cosmic infinite intelligence that is life itself, that is creation itself, that is the potentiality that is occurring in this now moment, right? That is this ever expanding, ever evolving, unstoppable intelligence, right? That is also energetic. And what I believe happens is that that true nature, our original wisdom, right? This, the, the spark of life, the spark of the divine that exists in each of us, I think through our patterning, our conditioning, our upbringing, influenced by the many influences that exist, Right? Our parents, our teachers, our governments, our cultures, our religions, through all of the influences, that inherent intelligence gets covered up. It gets covered up, it gets hidden, right? So those misunderstandings, misidentifications act as blocks that stand in between my conscious awareness and the truth of the love that I am. So it's like when we can remove those blocks, then we we expose the light. We expose that infinite intelligence that is inherent in all beings. Right.
0: I love what you do because this is um, the work of healing. That's exactly that, releasing, exposing, uncovering what is not so we can operate from a place of of what is, which I love the way uh, you describe original wisdom as unconditional love, which goes back to everything that resonates with me, that everything is included. Unconditional is already saying that, it's unconditional. But we do tend to cling to the things who are pleasant, right, Donna? And call that love. Whatever we like, we tend to say, oh, this is love. But actually what we don't like is also love.
2: Yes, 100%. 100%. And, and you know, that's where we can bring in the compassion and the acceptance, you know, for the things that we can't wrap our heads around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have one more question about, I have so many questions about your book too, about um, the healing work or the spiritual journey and healing work to me is the same thing. How was it? Talk to me for a moment about
2: your own awakening experiences. Yes. Well, in the very real world, right? I was a corporate marketing executive for 28 years and at the age of 44, I was miserable in my very prestigious career with the Ritz-Carlton. And the age of 44 was very significant because it was how old my father was when he died. And I suddenly, you know, was like, oh my God, I don't have very much time left. What am I doing here? You know, I'm like on this rat wheel and I just, my life just keeps repeating itself year after year after year. It's like another budget, another marketing plan, the same old, same old. You know, I've got the money, I've got the toys, I've got the prestige, I've, you know, and, and, hey, what I'm looking for, it's not in any of that. (laughs) So I, um, on the advice of a psychic, I enrolled myself in a master's program in spiritual psychology at the University of Santa Monica. And it was a journey in, it was a journey in to me. And it was the uncovering, the discovering, the removing, the exposing of all of the misbeliefs, all of the misunderstandings that I had previously identified with. And once you clear them away and you literally have a taste of your own divinity, which is how I would describe it for myself, you know, you you don't come back the same from something like that. And, and when you experience your wholeness in its truest sense, in its magnificence, in its exaltation, your values suddenly realign themselves quickly in a, in a completely different way, right? And your priorities change and your desires change. And so it was through that journey That I woke up and um, realized really that I, this, for this I came. You know, I I have come to do this work in the world um, at this time, on this planet, in this dimension. And I keep working with my sweet human self to return her again and again and again to the truth, you know, as I get tangled up in my own dramas and my own life, my own stuff, my own shit, you know, we all have it. We, we can't pretend that we don't have it. And because I know how to work my own process, I am highly skilled in helping other people work theirs. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a student. Of a course in miracles. And you know, a course in miracles it does not aim to teach the meaning of love because that cannot be taught. But the course aims to remove the blocks that stand in between us and our and our awareness to the to love's presence, which is always here. right? It's just that our awareness is sometimes misguided. So when I think about what I do and how I'm doing it, you know, that's really what it's about for me is helping people remove those blocks, which just naturally expose their true radiance and their true loving, because at that level of consciousness, choice is different, right? At that level of consciousness, when we are residing in the love that we are, you don't make choices to harm. It it doesn't exist there, like it doesn't even exist there. So talk to me for a moment
0: about the main intention of writing your book, Original Wisdom Harness the Power of the Authentic You.
2: Yeah, well, the way the book is laid out is my own personal journey of leaving my corporate career and finding my way into this work, which was not a straight line by any means. Um, And the magic and the serendipity and the synchronicities and all of the amazing, yummy, delicious things that unfolded along the way that were sort of like undeniable with regards to the conversation that I was in with the universe. But I didn't set out to write this book that way. I actually was writing about a workshop. I created a workshop. And in my book... You'll find uh, at the completion of each chapter something called an opportunity for transformation and a sacred truth activation. And this was really the crux of the original material that I had created and the material that I was inspired to create. That was really, again, all driven around my own inner transformation as I had peeled away the blocks and the misunderstandings and the misidentifications, and as I had laid out all this content, I thought, oh, you know, I need a, I need a story that can help me stand on this teaching point. So I came up with, you know, oh yeah, I've got this story, and then oh yeah, I've got that story. Well, before I knew it, I had I had a whole bunch of stories, and then I was like, I I took a step back and I said, oh, holy smokes this is my story. <laughs> this is my whole yeah. story. Right. And so, yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of what happened. And so I, I take the reader really through my own personal lens of how I sort of broke out a physical world reality and found myself into a much more harmonious flow with life. And how I live now in this space and all of the doings along the way that, you know, inspired a, a really a new way of being in the world. So you are a
0: catalyst for personal transformation, spiritual life and business coach. How What is it like to work with you, Donna? And how does it work online, offline, one on one?
2: Yeah. Um, So I do private coaching journeys. I do one on one private coaching journeys. I use the modality of spiritual psychology, which is really a technology that teaches us that everything in life is offering us a stepping stone to our next level of evolution, you know, that we are learning and growing from every single thing that is unfolding before us. Um, spiritual psychology was really pioneered by doctors Ron and Mary Holnick with the University of Santa Monica, and they are still teaching and leading online. They're no longer offering a master's program, but they do offer an incredible uh, experience called Soul Centered Living. If you want to check that out, you can go to the universityofsantamonica.org website. But Um, To work with me, I lead women's retreats. I'm taking a group to Costa Rica for the first time next year. So that will be exciting and fun and connecting with your essential nature is what I'm calling it. And, you know, I teach online masterclasses. I have a masterclass called Empower the Authentic You, which is really driven around the content that's in the book. Um, and you get me live teaching and facilitating, leading people through the process of transformation. You know, and I offer a number of, of different experiences and programs. And I work with clients all over the globe. I do the majority of my coaching on Zoom. And if you're lucky enough to live in Southern California, you get to come to my, my home office. And sit with me here in person. And, you know, I work with uh, a team of angels. I work with all sorts of masters and teachers of light who are working through me. I really sense, Valeria, into how present spirit has been in this conversation between you and I. Um, I am a very attuned empath. And it's just been such a beautiful exchange between you and I here today. There's something you say in your book. I have so many notes
0: here that I made, but I won't be able to go through all of them. But there's one that's really beautiful. You say, the magic is in the moments. It's not in the arrival to a particular destination. Your life, it's not over there. It is right here, right now. That always brings me back to this, uh, I call it natural rest. It's almost like this is home. <laughs> I have arrived every second. If we can transcend fear, then it's just the most amazing experience to have in a human body. And speaking of that, you have a session in your book that you outline the process of transcending fear. That caught my attention because this seems to be the... Uh, one of the biggest impediments to the light, fear. So would you like to um, add, elaborate on that, Donna, the process of transcending fear?
2: It's so um, interesting that you're bringing it forward because I'm in the middle of a masterclass right now. And on Wednesday, I will be teaching this segment. (laughs) So it's so, it's fun. You know, here's the thing. I want to go to an earlier chapter in my book, and that is that our beliefs create our world, right? And because we are consciousness itself, you know, we're living in a hologram. And what we give out is what we get back. So that right there always returns me to my own self-responsibility of what is going on in my own mind And that most of the time when we're engaging with fear, it's because we're dreaming up a drama, you know, we're, we're dreaming up a drama. We're literally letting our ego mind run away with itself and fabricate, you know, things that haven't even happened. And so if we can take a little bit more dominion over our own thinking over our own consciousness, then why wouldn't we sit around and dream up a little dream instead of sitting around and dreaming up a little drama you know fear is in our imagination it is in our imagination and when we can return ourselves i love what you just said about natural rest god that resonates so much i love that When we can return ourselves to that natural rest, really where we're resting is in our original wisdom, in the love that we are. And when we can be there, there is no fear because it doesn't exist there. It's at a completely different level of consciousness. It doesn't exist there. And so this is, you know, very much, there's seven steps to it, but there's, this is part of my strategy in helping people support themselves through fear is to get out of the past, get out of the future and to come into this now present moment right here, right now, you're safe right here and right now, you're completely fine. And if something's happening that isn't completely fine, trusting that you have the inner tools and the resources to respond to anything that life is giving out is another beautiful act of empowerment that could help people feel more free in their own lives. If we can stop Sending the power outside of ourselves. Stop giving the power away to other things and entities and people and circumstances and situations. And remember that that power is inherent within us. We can just come back to that present moment. And in there, we're safe. We're fine. There's nothing to fear. Right. And what I often
0: wonder if it is possible to live there, to stay there. Oh, this is not a, a destination, Donna. Because I don't believe in destinations. Can we do that? Since that place is not a destination either, can we be in that fearless state, per se? Mm.
2: I, I don't. I have not figured that out, Valeria. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you get it figured out, can you call me you know. and let yes. me know? right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably never get that call. <laughs> Here's why. Here's why, I think. Because, because we are ever-expanding and because we are ever-evolving, you know, evolution happens in a spiral. It's not a straight line. And in our linear mind, in our local logical mind, we want it to be straight. And we want it to be linear because we want there to be a clear beginning and a clear end. But there just isn't. You know, growth and evolution happen in a spiral. So we're going around this lap of the spiral. And with every lap that we take, we go up and we go out and we go up and we go out. And so we're always expanding into new territory. And anytime we're in new territory, fear comes up because it's not familiar, right? It's something that we've never done before. We've never been before. And so there's that natural response to want to close, to want to shut down, to want to contract because we don't feel safe. We don't feel free because we're going someplace that we've never been before, right? So I, I always fear... Doesn't necessarily mean danger. It just means unfamiliar. And I think, you know, again, we have to give ourselves some credit that we're a lot more capable than we give ourselves credit for. Yeah. Thank
0: you so much for your presence. I mean, everything about you, it's just beautiful. <laughs> However it comes, even the idea of choices that you hold in a place within you, the message that you communicate, it's the way you speak to, the depth of what you know, it's fun. It's light. <laughs> it's playful. So thank you for that, that we need more playfulness in this realm. With depth, of course. So we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you. But before I ask these questions, Donna, would you like to add anything or anything else or a passage in your book? Would you like to read a passage in your book?
2: Oh, that's a fun question. Well, you know, I don't want to miss the chance, Valeria, to acknowledge you and the work that you're doing in the world and the courageous path that you have walked on your becoming. And so I just wanted to say thank you for all that you're doing out in the world and, you know, leading this podcast, A Quest for Wellbeing and, is beautiful and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, spirit is so present. I, I just am really attuned to your loveliness and I want to say deliciousness, right? Mm-hmm. As I sit with you, it's just like, oh, uh-huh. yeah, I could stay here all day oh, yeah I know. <laughs> hang out with I, her. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I feel the
0: same way. That's interesting. yeah, the body appreciates, Donna, that. We are kind of uh, experiencing that energy that we have been speaking of. That must be it, right? It feels home. That's what it feels like.
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah. So would you like to read a passage in your book or add anything else that we didn't discuss?
2: Well, you know, I have just opened to one of the Sacred Truth activations, Um, it's the fourth one and it says, I'm birthing the true expression of me. And it says, I'm on the planet to birth the true expression of me, the authentic me, the truth of me. I'm aware that I choose to be here in this life at this time on this planet. And I know that all of the situations and circumstances in my life are perfectly designed to assist me in discovering and expressing the truth of who I am. I'm aware that life is supporting me and is for me. I'm aware that everything happening is unfolding in divine natural order and harmony. I know in my heart that every person I encounter, every relationship I have, be it for a minute or a decade or a lifetime, Is sacred and is perfectly designed for my expansion and my experience. I am willing to see myself and others through the clear lens of love, and I see my life as a beautiful gift of unfoldment. I'm willing to see obstacles. As opportunities, I'm willing to raise my awareness and invite learning into my experience in a beautiful and graceful way. I am inviting grace into my life so that it can flow through the lessons that my soul has intended for me. I'm aware that I am always being guided by my original wisdom. And it goes on. But this is an example of one of the, you know, I want to call them channeled meditations that I offer um, at the end of each chapter. That's beautiful. Yeah, you call them
0: the sacred truth activations there. Yes. It's it's just wonderful to listen to you um, read them. What can I say? (laughs) It just made me kind of, uh, I must not be here in in a way. I was... um, Ah, somewhere in space, doing whatever it was, but connected with the words, but somewhere you just kind of transcended this moment. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, thank
2: you. Well, the audio is actually available on my website um, under courses. You can go and grab the audio for that. And I actually have a date with a guy to uh, record the audio for my book in the next month or so. So, that will be coming out shortly. Wonderful! Please keep me updated, Don. I will have that update on your podcast
0: profile too. Thank
2: you, thank you. It's been so lovely to be with you today. I
0: know. I feel the same way. It's like the natural rest. That's my sacred hour. I call these interviews. We call the interviews. I call my sacred space or oh, sacred space for all of us. What is another word for life? Expression. Yeah. And the last question is What are three things you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body? Unbridled
2: joy, the exaltation of remembering the truth of their being, and to physically experience
0: your divinity. Thank you so much again, Donna, for your presence in this reality. Thank you, Valeria. Love to you. Before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about
2: you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Um, All of that information is on donabond.com. And for your listeners, Valeria, if uh, they go to donabond.com forward slash podcasts with an S, there are several complimentary gifts, that uh they'll find there one of which is a a little course on four ways to get unstuck so if that resonates they are invited wonderful i'll have the
0: link on your podcast profile thank you so much again donna and we'll talk soon thank you
1: bye for now Thank you for listening. To learn more about Donna Bond and her work, please visit donnabond.com.
0: To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.